welcome to Dragonfly Tales, a story podcast with me, Emily, and Leo. Hello! And each episode will tell you a story from around the world and share some fun and silly things with you. So, Leo, I think it's time we had a little celebration. Oh, yeah! We have hit 13,000 downloads! Thank you to everyone who keeps tuning in to our podcast. We love you folks so much. We really do. And it would also be great if you could keep spreading the word to people about our podcast so we can get even more listeners. Tell your friends, tell your teachers, tell your family about Dragonfly Tales podcast. Totally. And keep sharing the love in the Facebook group. We would love to see some more drawings and pictures based on your favourite episode. Oh yes, that would be great. Tell us what your favourite episode is and draw us a little picture. And we have some shout-outs this week, haven't we, Leo? Oh yeah. So who have we got first? Firstly, we have some shout-outs in the USA. So here's one to Kyla, who is six, and Zelda, who is four, in Lake Forest, California. Hi, folks. Hi, folks. Thanks Thanks for for listening. Here's a shout-out to Vida, who is six, in Minneapolis. Hi, Vida. Hi, Vida. Thanks Thanks for listening. Next, we have a shout-out to our lovely friend, Zahia, who is nine, in Newington Green, UK. Hi, Zahia. Hi, Zahia. Thanks Thanks for listening. And finally, here's a shout-out to Elizabeth, who is six, and she's in Derbyshire. Hi, Elizabeth. Hi, Elizabeth. Thanks Thanks for for listening. listening. Brilliant stuff. And remember, if any of you would like a shout-out, all you need to do is get in touch. You can reach us in the Dragonfly Tales Facebook group, or you can email us, tellsfromthedragonfly at gmail.com. And all of this info is in the show notes. So, Emily, what's our first story today? Well, Leo... As always, our first story is told by our guest teller. Her name is Hannah Need, and she's from London. Cool. Hannah, or the storyteller of Southfields, as she's also known, is a professional storyteller based in London. She loves to tell traditional tales with a twist or two. Her storytelling work takes her to schools, festivals, storytelling events, clubs and more recently she's been telling stories in the world of Zoom and on podcasts. So what's her story today? It's a story about dirty feet and a rather selfish king. Would you like to hear it Leo? Absolutely. So here is Hannah Need with Dirty Earth. Many, many, many years ago, there lived a king. A very lucky king because he lived in a beautiful palace. He wore the finest clothes and he ate the best food. Every morning he was woken up very gently by the Prime Minister. "Um, Good morning, Your Majesty. I hope you slept well. I think it's going to be a beautiful day today. Um, Would you like a bath? I'm not having a bath. I hate baths. You know I hate baths. That's ruined my day. No, never, ever am I having a bath. And so the king would have his breakfast and get dressed and then go to the throne room. And and he was a busy king. You know, he had lots of king-like 
things to do. But one morning, the Prime Minister woke the King up like he always did. Good morning, Your Majesty. Um, how are you today? Would, would, would you like a bath? I'm not having a bath. Why do you ask me that every day? I hate having baths. And the King got dressed and had his breakfast and went to the throne room like he always did. But when the king looked around the throne room, he noticed that everyone was holding their nose. And he said to the Prime Minister, why is everybody holding their nose? Well, Your Majesty, um, I, I, uh, I don't know quite what to say. I'll just spit it out, Your Majesty. Um, you smell. In fact, um, you stink. Oh, said the king, well, um, today I shall have a bath. But it wasn't that straightforward. You know the way you and I can go upstairs and run a bath and jump into the bath or, you know, we can have a shower. They didn't have baths or showers back then. The king would have to go to the river to have a bath. What a palaver. The palace gates opened, the drummers started drumming, the trumpeters started trumpeting, and the king led a procession down to the river. Well, the king got undressed and jumped into the river, and he had a really good wash. You know, he washed his hair. He even washed between his toes and behind his ears. So when he got out, he was super clean. He wrapped himself in a towel and then realised that his feet were muddy. Prime Minister, this won't do. I've just had a lovely bath and my feet are muddy. Clean the earth. I don't want to get muddy feet ever again. Well, the Prime Minister didn't know what to do. How on earth do you clean the earth? But luckily enough, he had an idea and everybody came to help him. The next day, they all brought out their brushes and their dustpans and brushes and they swept and they swept and they swept. But all that did was create a giant cloud of dust. that <coughs> 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 just made the king cough and sneeze and made the king very angry. Prime Minister, this won't do. All you've done is create lots and lots of dust. You will clean the earth. Well, Prime Minister didn't know what to do. How on earth do you clean the earth? But luckily enough, he had an idea and everybody helped. The next day, everybody came out with buckets of soapy water and mops and scrubbing brushes. And they mopped and they scrubbed and they scrubbed and they mopped. But that just made everywhere really, really muddy. When the king looked around, he said, Prime Minister, this is even worse. Everywhere is muddy. You have one more day to clean the earth. Well, the Prime Minister didn't know what to do. How on earth do you clean the earth? But then he thought, you know what? At home, I've got that lovely sheepskin rug. It's very soft to walk on and it would keep the king's feet clean. But I've only got one. But luckily enough, everyone came to help. Everyone brought their rugs and their carpets and joined them all up and sewed them all together until the earth was covered in rugs and carpet. 
and the king could walk wherever he wanted without getting muddy feet. Prime Minister, you are a genius. I shall give you the highest award in the country. Well, any excuse for some pomp and ceremony. The drummers started drumming. The trumpeters started trumpeting. And the king started making his declaration. Prime Minister, I award you. Stop! 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 An old woman came into the throne room. What on earth are you doing? You have both been so silly. I went out into my garden to get my potatoes and carrots and broccoli for my dinner. Everything's been covered in carpet. My cows can't eat grass. My horses can't eat grass. My pigs can't roll in the mud because you've covered everything in carpets. Look, you just need to cover your feet. And with that, the old woman cut out two pieces of leather and fitted them round the king's feet. The king had shoes, the first ever pair of shoes. And he walked around in the shoes. He thought they were wonderful. I will never have dirty feet again. But all the people realised that the king and the prime minister had been really rather silly. So they made the old woman their queen. You see, with age comes wisdom. And the old woman shared her knowledge of growing fruit and vegetables and looking after the earth so that everything would thrive. And that's the end of the story. Thank you. So, Leah, did you like Hannah's story? Yeah, I thought it was amazing. What was your favourite bit? So, I like how they had this great idea to sew all the carpets together, but nothing can grow. That's right. And how an old woman invented something we all need. Oh, yeah, what's that? Shoes! So, Emily, what's your story today? Well, Leo, today I'm going to tell a tale from ancient China. Ooh! It's a tale about a crafty landlady who can do magic. You mean she's a witch? Yes. Good or bad? You'll have to wait and see. So how do you think we should start today's story, Leo? Well, I think we should start long, long ago in ancient China. Good idea. Long, long ago in ancient China, there was a merchant called Chow. He was a seller of fine silks. And he loved the hustle bustle of the marketplace. I like hustle bustle. He loved the fragrant perfumes wafting over the tents, the delicious exotic spices, the gleaming Mm -hmm. orange amber and the sparkling blue of the lapis lazuli, silver and silks flowing in the breeze. But he was a shrewd old merchant, was Chow. And every day, when business closed and he'd pack up his things in his store, all the other traders would head to nearby inns to gamble or drink away their earnings, but not Chow. Oh, no. 
He would never join them. He'd always go straight to bed and be fresh and bright for the next day. Good idea. Chow had travelled all over China selling his silks. He'd seen so much on his travels, so much beauty, so much ugliness too. He travelled so extensively around China that he pretty much knew every inn, every hotel, every boarding house that there was because he'd stayed in them all. But one day he found himself in a strange part of the country. The locals called it the Valley of Shadows. That sounds a bit creepy. He saw an old farmer by the roadside and asked him where he could find a place to stay for the night because the sun was going down. <sighs> oh, yes, now, 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 you go down this road, said the old man, and then and then you go over the hill, um, and then, and you'll come to a wooden bridge, and you go over the wooden bridge, and there you'll find the place. Yeah, I've heard it's very comfortable, and you can buy donkeys there as well. Best donkeys in the land, eh? Now, Chow's donkey had carried the merchant everywhere on his travels and that donkey was a bit old and a bit slow so the prospect of trading it in for a new donkey was quite appealing. Hmm, well, well, where do they get these donkeys? he asked the old man. A shadow fell across the old man's face. Do you know, um, oh, uh, well, I'm not sure. Never really thought about it. You'll have to ask the innkeeper yourself. Her name is Third Lady. Yes, yes, Third Lady at the Wooden Bridge Inn. So Chow continued down the road and over the hill and across the wooden bridge until he arrived at the inn. It was neat and quite pleasant looking. He got off his donkey and went and knocked on the door and went inside. And there he was greeted by Third Lady, who bowed low and smiled warmly. Welcome to the Wooden Bridge Inn. You can take your donkey round to the stables at the back. I shall make you a good meal and you shall have a comfy bed to sleep in. She sounds nice. She does, doesn't she? So Chow took his donkey to the stables and then he joined the six other guests for dinner. They were all travelling merchants, just like himself. Third lady cooked the most delicious meal mm. for her guests. It was really rather special for such a humble little inn. Swallow's nest soup. Okay. Snails in wine. Uh, sure. Carp with chestnuts. Mm. Wild duck with ginger. That's more like it. Noodles. Dumplings. Oh, yes. It was a feast. And third lady brought jar after jar of wine to the table and the guests drank a great deal of it. But Chow didn't drink any of the wine. So when the other guests fell into their beds and their snores echoed through the inn, Chow lay awake in his little room, which was next to third lady's room. His eyelids were just getting heavy. <sighs> when he heard a thump from the room next door and thought that it might be thieves breaking in. So he got up and he crept over to peek through a crack in the door. I've got a bad feeling about this. 
Chow saw Third Lady in her room. She was kneeling down on the earthen floor and in front of her was a large open trunk. Do you know what a trunk is? Is it like a chest or a box? That's right, a big one. And Chow watched silently as she took out some carved wooden figures. One of them was the figure of a man about the height of my hand. The other ones, an ox and a plough. She put them down on the earthen floor and then she attached the plough to the ox and she put the man behind the plough. She drank some water. She squished it around in her mouth like this. Can you do that? And then she spewed it on the little figures. Are you ready? And then she whispered strange magic words under her breath. Chow could not believe his eyes. The little man began to move. And then the ox began to pull the plough, quickly too. And within no time at all, the earth floor of the room had been ploughed, just like a field, with little furrows of dirt. What? That's some strange magic. It is. Wait a second. How can they plough the floor? Wouldn't it be wooden or have carpets? Well, that's a really good question, Leo. You and I have got... Wooden floorboards on our floors nowadays. Yeah. But in ancient China, the floor would have just been earth that was pressed down. So you probably could plough it up. That makes sense. When Third Lady had seen that the whole floor had been ploughed into furrows, she placed a tiny basket of seeds in the little wooden man's hands. And Chow watched as the man went up and down the furrows. Guess what he was doing? Planting the seeds. Planting the seeds. And as soon as the last seed was planted, green shoots of wheat began to push through the earth and they grew up and up and ripened in the room within minutes. Whoa! Then Third Lady cut the wheat She gathered in the crop and she sat in the corner threshing and winnowing and grinding the corn into flour. Finally, Third Lady made little wheat cakes from the flour, covered them over with a cloth to be baked in the morning. Then she packed everything away into the trunk and she went to sleep. What was she doing? Well, How did the wheat grow so fast? Well, obviously... Who are the wheat cakes for? All will be revealed. Phew! Now, Chow, after seeing this strange and magical sight, he could not sleep. Not a wink. He lay in bed all night until the first rays of sunlight crept into the room. And then he got up and he packed his things, preparing to sneak away from this strange inn. I don't blame him. Yeah, well, he was about to leave when Third Lady appeared in front of him. Good morning, she said. The other guests are sitting down to breakfast. 
I've made you some lovely wheat cakes. They're freshly baked. And she held up a plate of the wheat cakes. Try one, she smiled. I don't think that's a very good idea, Chow. No, Chow had no intention of eating any of Third Lady's wheat cakes. So instead he said, uh, well, actually, I'm in a bit of a hurry. So um, I'll, I'll just take one with me, if that's OK. And he slipped the wheat cake into his pocket, rushed to the stable and got on his old donkey. He was about to set off, but something held him back. Something compelled him to take one last look at Third Lady through the window of the wooden bridge inn. Chow crept up to the window and peered through at the other guests having breakfast. Third Lady was floating among them, offering them her wheat cakes. He watched the guests eat the cakes. Oh no. And then Chow stared in horror as one by one they dropped to the floor and began rolling around, screaming and flailing. What's happening to them? Their robes disappeared and their skin began to morph into thick grey fur. Their ears grew longer and longer and they watched their hands in horror as they transformed into hooves. The cries of terrors from the guests stuck in their throat and became braze. The room was filled with donkeys! Third lady got a stick and she herded them all out towards the stable. That's where the donkeys come from. And Chow, he leapt on his old beast and he scuttled away from the wooden bridge inn as fast as he could. He did not stop until he reached the safety of the next city. And there he busied himself in the hustle, bustle of the market by day. But by night, he tossed and turned. Sometimes he woke up all sweaty and screaming from his nightmares. He could not forget Third Lady and her dark magic. And so he resolved to do something about it. What's the plan, Chow? He decided to return to the Wooden Bridge Inn. What? But before he left the city, he bought some little wheat cakes from the market. Perfectly ordinary, perfectly harmless. But they were about the same size as the ones Third Lady had made. He placed them in a cloth and he put Third Lady's wheat cake, remember the one in his pocket? Yeah. He put that on top and then he tied up the little bundle of wheat cakes and made his way back to the Wooden Bridge Inn. Again, Third Lady was there. She greeted him warmly. This time, he was the only guest, so she would do whatever he needed. She cooked him another excellent dinner, but could not persuade him to drink any wine. Why does she want them all to drink wine? Well, how do you think you would sleep if you drank lots of wine? Very deeply. So you definitely wouldn't hear something going on in Third Lady's room. Of course. And when Chow lay in his bed, 
he heard again that big thump of the trunk being taken onto the floor and he smiled knowingly to himself. The next morning, as expected, Third Lady offered Chow some delicious wheat cakes for his breakfast. Oh yes, said Chow, that reminds me, Third Lady, when I was in the city I saw these delicious wheat cakes and I thought of you. Now, now, you must try one of mine before I try one of yours. Third Lady's eyes darkened. She almost scowled, but she didn't want to be rude. <laughs> You're too kind, she said. I think I know what he's going to do. She took the wheat cake that was right on top of the others. And no sooner had she taken a bite of her own wheat cake, she began to transform into a, a donkey. donkey! A good, strong donkey. And before Chow left the inn, he took the three wooden figures from the trunk and he threw them into the fire where they smouldered and burned with bright green flames. And then he packed up his belongings and he set off on Third Lady. <laughs> For years and years, the donkey was as faithful as could be, carrying Chow from this town to that for his work. Until one day, he passed through a village. An old, old man with a long white beard was smoking a pipe on his doorstep. His eyes sparkled when he saw Chow riding into the village on his donkey. Oh, it's Third Lady, he called out. Chow was so shocked that he jumped down and went over to the old man. How, how did you know her? She's a donkey. <laughs> Oh, that crafty old witch, always trying to turn people into donkeys. I see you got the better of her, though. Turned her into one. <laughs> and he patted the donkey's head. I think she's been punished enough, don't you? She's carried you all over China. It's time to set her free. The old man blew on his pipe and a puff of smoke surrounded the donkey. Chow coughed <coughs> and coughed. <coughs> Can you cough here? <coughs> but when the smoke had cleared, there stood Third Lady, a donkey no more. She bowed her head to the old man and to Chow. You're too kind, she said. Then she picked up her skirts and ran away as fast as she could. And I wish I could tell you where she went next. But Leo. Yeah? No one has ever seen her since. The End So did you like that story, Leo? Yeah, I thought it was fantastic. It's a good one, isn't it? What was your favourite bit? My favourite bit was when Chow gave Third Lady a taste of her own medicine. That's right. But I'm glad that the old man turned her back into a human again. Yeah, I think she'd been punished enough carrying Chow all over China, don't you? Yeah.
So that's it for this episode. Thanks to Hannah Need for sharing her story. And we'll have another guest teller coming soon. And remember, if you're enjoying our podcast, please, please leave us a little review, preferably on Apple, and make a small donation on the website to keep us going. And thank Thank you so much. You have been listening to Dragonfly Tales with Emily and Leo. We hope you enjoyed our podcast and we'll be back with another story soon. Until then, we hope you found our tales a treat. Don't forget to wash your feet. Bye. Dragonfly Tales podcast is brought to you by Tales from the Dragonfly. Come and follow our Facebook page, Tales from the Dragonfly. Find us on Instagram at mdragontales and on Twitter at Tales from the DR1.